Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Oh, hello, chickens. We're at the end of the flux, the final flux theory. Um, it's very exciting. Some, some, at some point, I turned over into episode 400 <laughs> in the last week or so. Um, I think we're up to 406 now. Hey, how's it going? Um, I've had a lot of theories, clearly. Uh, so, looking ahead to the New Year's Day special, which um, in Australia we get on the 2nd of January. Not a special day. It's... Just an extra hangover for everyone. Um, but uh, the synopsis is uh, very telling. Um, the 13th Doctor and Friends will kickstart 2022 with an action-packed spectacular episode on New Year's Day. Um, the festive special will feature guest stars Ailing B, uh, who you might have seen on um, QI. She's got a great show on Stan. Uh, Ajani Salmon. Um, and Pauline McLean from Father Ted, uh, who also was in, I watched, uh, Last Night in Soho the other day with Jazz Matt Smith and, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. Uh, she's in that. Uh, she's adorable. I'm looking forward to it. Um, anyway, Aileen B's character Sarah owns and runs Elf Storage, capital E-L-F. And Nick is a customer who visits his unit every year on New Year's Eve. This year, however, their night turns out to be a little different than planned. Um, Because there's Daleks there, and the Daleks are in some kind of uh, a time loop. So, the trailer has a looping version of Auld Lang Syne, um, and everyone gets killed by a Dalek at least once as it loops back around on itself. Um, (laughs) It's very strange. Um, Dan says, has anyone got deja vu? Uh, Because it's a time loop. It would feel like deja vu. Um, And there is that climactic scene of the Doctor, Dan and Yaz all being exterminated. So I think there's going to be a lot of exterminations. Also, the Daleks have like a multi laser gun now like lots of lots of little holes shooting out at them uh and the TARDIS has got all 
cuts and leaks and is falling apart. Um, so that's kind of exciting. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I, I have a I have a, a, a slight trailer theory because um, it's elf storage. Uh, I know it feels like Christmassy, but it's New Year's Day, so it's not going to be Christmas. What if it's extraterrestrial life form storage and like the Daleks aren't the only uh, spacey creatures in there? <laughs> Um, all right, on to your thoughts and theories about the end of The Flux. Uh, Kimbo is excited about Claire coming back. Um, and the hugs in this episode, 11 out of 10. Uh, and then a lot of emojis. Smiling face with heart-shaped eyes. <laughs> Karen Gwen, ah, that was amazing. And has put a screenshot of... The captions, you know, the closed captions on the screen uh, of the doctor saying reverse the polarity. Oh, heaven. Um, (laughs) Tim, ahead of the finale, said, uh, just in case nobody said it yet, I'll have $5 on the Grand Serpent being the Valiard. (laughs) And maybe $1 each way on Dr. Ruth crossing universes being the reason the Dune were after her in the first place. And maybe that'll come into play wrapping things up. And hashtag this probably isn't how theories work. I don't care. Let's like I wouldn't put money on them. Like gambling's probably <laughs> inappropriate. Um, Jack also said, "I really hope the serpent is the Valyard. We've had heaps of masters and other time lords. We need a Valyard already." Yeah, but the Valyard was turned out to be a future incarnation of the Doctor in between the twelfth and thirteenth regeneration. So. Technically, we've skipped over the Valyard. Like, we've rewritten the Doctor's history uh, by changing things. Um, so, the Valyard doesn't exist anymore, in, except in some alternate universe. Um, I know, it's confusing. Uh, I mean, the Valyard did get a mention before the 12th Doctor became the 13th Doctor. Although, I guess technically Peter Capaldi is the 13th Doctor, because there was the War Doctor. But it's confusing. Um... So, uh, Tim also says, uh, the best thing about that and also today's podcast is that you don't have to 100% like everything to still have an enjoyable time watching it. There was so much going on and most things got addressed and it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> um, Nairi has a question. Uh, is the universe still destroyed? Yes, you're not alone there, Nairi. Uh, will it stay that way? Is the moon gone? Does everyone remember the flux and the Sontaran invasion or has everyone been reset? Um, it happens a lot, the resetting. <laughs> I guess that's just something that happens when you've got continuity that goes for 60 years. I mean, they do it in the Marvel comics all the time. They have like these soft resets. DC they, comics, they have hard resets where they have like a plot that resets the universe. But in Marvel, it's just like, oh, yeah, I got bitten by a spider in the 90s. <laughs> It's just like, I'm sure it was the 60s a while ago. Otherwise, Spider-Man would be uh, 80 years old now. Um, but no, <laughs> they just go, it was a different time. Um, so, and I think Doctor Who is kind of sort of doing that without saying it out loud. It's just like, yeah, we'll just pretend that this that all this stuff never happened. Um uh, Nairi also said, I watched episode six at 6.30am on iView. So did I. Um, I was expecting great things. Why did it feel like the worst episode of the six? Because finales always feel a bit underwhelming, unless they're like four hours long, um, which would be twice the length of the series. Uh, why do I feel like the ending was rushed and taped together with a split doctor in a man suit? <laughs> 
Only thing I'm happy about is the Grand Serpent has been saved from ultimate destruction. Maybe it's because the true ending is being saved for New Year's? I'm not sure, but I feel like the final episode, so many characters and threads were wasted. I'm usually the positive one. You are, Nairi. Um, does anyone else feel this way? Yes, many people. Uh, Kendall has some musings. Um, let me pray see this by saying I really enjoyed this episode, even though I felt like I was on a runaway train hurtling through space most of the time. And I'm so thankful for the entire ride that's been Doctor Who the Flux. Um, I miss you, Jericho. What a nice character. I'm sorry we didn't get to see more of this brave, sweet and funny man. Uh, can I claim victory for my Binder baby just a cute baby theory? Yes, you can, Kendall, of course. Um, I can't believe all of Carvanista's fellow pups were killed off screen. Awful. And we never even got to meet one other Lupari. Because they can't afford the masks. Um, <laughs> did anyone else notice the doctor licking her lips like a Sontaran just after she crashed into them? Ew, plus lol. <laughs> um... I seriously thought Yaz and the Doctor were going to kiss at the end before Dan blundered back into the control room, uh, the console room. It's the first time I've believed that there could be something romantic that wasn't all just on Yaz's side. It makes me feel like it would have landed even better if we'd had more time spent with them alone together before the flux arrived. But I feel like part of the Doctor's thing was being away from Yaz. Um, And, you know, that... And feeling bad about, you know, dragging her into her quest to find out who she was, which ultimately proved to be quite a mess. Um, uh, and just like Nairi, uh, Kendall is confused as to the current state of the universe and why no one really acknowledged that most of it must surely still be obliterated. That's really odd. Um, Matt similarly, sim- similarly uh, <laughs> had something in his uh, rather extensive email, um, said the flux itself. So... Where to begin with the mess that was? Earth was going to be the last event in its attack on the universe. So as the flux has arrived at Earth, I'm assuming that means the rest of the universe has been destroyed and Earth is all that's left. Unless I missed a line somewhere, it's never addressed how or whether the universe is ever restored. Kind of makes it a bit odd to see the Doctor and Yaz happily happily welcoming Dan on board in the knowledge there's no universe left for them to wander. Uh, Ignoring that billions have died and their planet's been erased. And what's all this nonsense about the antimatter of the flux being diminished when it comes into contact with matter? If that was the case, surely it had burnt itself out long before it came up against the Cyber Dalek and Sontaran fleets. And then pushing it into Passenger? What about the people already inside Passenger? Has the Doctor merrily sacrificed them for the greater good? No, there was no one else in there. Die told Vinda that they were the only ones left. Like, there were heaps of people in there and they're all gone now. Um... Uh, Bell and Vinda, what was the point of them other than present another big finish opportunity to do a series with them, of them with Carvanista? They appear to have been a massive red herring. Um, I don't object to characters being inserted to stories who don't really have a point, but only if you don't then draw massively draw attention to them. We seem to focus on them a great deal with Bell's journey. Vinda's absorption is the passenger, of course, Bell and Vinda's baby. All of these things appear to be presented with massive big red arrows underlining that we should pay attention to them. Only for the payoff to be gotcha, they're nothing. It's shades of having an idea at the beginning of writing and something and then not having a clue how to resolve it. No, they were there. So we could see the... James pointed this out in the previous episode. So we could see the the scale of the destruction, like how much has been ruined by the flux. And also, uh, Vinder inside the passenger with die is like, look how infinite this space is. Like, it was to show us... You know, otherwise you just go, oh, yeah, all of that can fit in the passenger man thing. It's like, no, we need to see that before 
you shove things into it. Um, <laughs> Matt's gone, remember Moffat's hybrid. Did we ever find out what that was all about? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we did. Um, and he also wants to know what the little drone thing that Azure smashed in her Icelandic garage when she was in human form in episode one. What is that loose end? Maybe they're coming back. I mean, there's still three more episodes to go. Um, all right. Uh, our next episode, we're going to return to... Uh, The Mask of Mandragora, Peter's text recap, and then I'm going to start watching The Evil of the Daleks cartoon. Uh, Thanks so much for all of your Flux theories. It has been a fun ride, and uh, we'll get a new episode on the 2nd of January here in Australia, and uh, I will be back with you very, very early in the morning then. But now we're back on to classic episodes. Uh, You can binge an entire week's worth every Saturday if you're on patreon.com forward slash Adam (laughs) Richards. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.